The crypto's not dead yet, you would say? Oh, it's dead right now. It's dead, dead right now. now. Crypto's dead right now. <laughs> but like, it's, it's going to come back. Right. There'll be another show. Welcome back to another week of Sometimes Crypto. The Unscripted Crypto Podcast. Today, we got a special guest, a good buddy of mine, Diego. Hey, what's up? Man, at uh, crypto events. Yeah. Tech meetups. That's where we met up. Tech meetups. Yeah. It's been a long time since then. A lot <laughs> of things have changed. Markets have gone up. Markets have gone down. Currently going down. <laughs> yeah. Nuking. <laughs> well, Nuking. They are right now, time of recording, date of recording, because this episode's actually going to be posted in later, like three weeks from now. Okay. There's going to be some time, uh, not normal for what we do, but we want to get some audio in. So, before I get boring. You're already boring. I, you already got boring. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I always get nervous for these things. <laughs> okay, really? I've been doing this for, for 42 weeks and I still get nervous. Still get nervous. Okay. I'm like not that nervous. So. Nice. All right, Diego. But maybe, maybe I will be in. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. So you want to tell us a little bit about like your background in crypto or? Sure. Yeah. You got into um, it? I guess before I get into the crypto stuff, um, I can start where what I was doing before. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I used to work as an analyst at Google Shopping uh, as a contractor in, in Pittsburgh. Worked on metadata catalogs and built teams, scaled that up, did that for like five years. And in 2019, I quit my job and kind of traveled for a bit, uh, moved to California. That didn't work out because of COVID. So then... Great timing. Yeah, terrible. And a lot of other bad things happened. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then I went back home, kind of was in crypto already for since 2017 uh, while I was working at Google and kind of just spent eight hours a day just in Discord, on Twitter, just trying to make it in crypto. And then eventually I made enough money where I didn't really need to work anymore for that time, but I like still wanted to work. So I made the decision that like I wanted to work in crypto full time and that's the only thing I was going to apply to like any job that was outside of that field was not worth my time because I was doing I was clearly like obsessed with this thing so uh, after applying to a bunch of places I kind of cold reach cold outreach to a place called Nansen that was a pre-seed or no pre-series a startup for in the uh, blockchain analytics space and they created a role for me there, uh, had the same like metadata experience, scaling teams. And I worked on essentially labeling addresses on Ethereum uh, and other blockchains and growing that, scaling that operation uh, over the course of two years. Uh, but since then, I've parted ways with them. And now I'm kind of seeing what's next, you know, getting surviving the bear. <laughs> That's a big <laughs> and, bear. And enjoying Miami. So, yeah. Yeah, Miami's got a lot to offer, and crypto's got a lot to offer. A lot of things are going to be coming up uh, in the future, I think. Uh, the next bull market looks like it's going to be pretty bright with the new technology. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. It's kind of, uh, right now it's pretty bad. Like, the sentiment's really at an all-time low. The SEC is coming after Coinbase. And Binance. Binance. They're trying to just kill crypto in general. Not just that, but they've already made it clear they've labeled multiple coins and tokens as securities already so doing what they did. Yeah, and so it's not looking good for the entire space, but also the SEC is pretty poor in terms of like giving any clarity to Coinbase or any other Terrible. company uh, in terms of like what what are the rules here? Like what do we do? And you can see that even like Brian Armstrong at Coinbase is to reach out to them like many times and like doesn't get any clarity and now there's this big back and forth and yeah the fallout is now really unfortunate because now everybody's kind of just losing money well to add to what you just said like that they've been reaching out apparently they had a con a congress a congressional meeting a couple of weeks mm -hmm. back now and one of the <clears throat> people who worked one of the compliance people who worked for coinbase tip was on there and they're like oh 
what what has been the process to apply for special like exchange slash security regulations and they're like we tried for 16 months to basically get approval and they're like no they asked them what yeah. 16 months later they go what what where are we at you go basically stop asking because we're not we don't know well, there's no answer here yeah and it, it's even more unfair because the because coinbase is ipo'd so the sec they went through at the sec to ipo they, they know what their business is already so it's kind of backwards that then after the fact in hindsight say that oh now they're operating uh as an illegal exchange yeah well they're saying illegal uh, exchange broker and closing and a clearinghouse yeah because they do all three okay yeah i didn't know it was all those yeah yeah it was as all three that's what i read on there what does a, a clearinghouse do like a closest achs are the closest transactions meaning uh approve the money saying we had certain uh, sufficient funds to move from here to here and it's all approved yeah and that's moving between bank accounts versus <laughs> yeah, on okay. their exchange correct though okay that's how you are moving you're sending on your funds mm -hmm. that's probably where it's coming from then by then when you pull out withdraw your funds i see so multiple charges for them then like multiple things that they're being alleged to be doing unregulated well the clearinghouse they're definitely doing because mm -hmm. they do do that yeah but yeah it's it's unfortunate um but I think it's just part of the FUD, kind of. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm a long-term believer in the space. Uh, Absolutely. This isn't the first time this has happened. And it won't be the last time. Yeah. And if anything, like, if the U.S., what will happen if this goes the worst way is that just crypto and we'll move offshore, right? So Completely. We'll just go around the world where they support innovation, and unfortunately, they don't here. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, that's the worst case scenario. I feel like in the end of the day, like there's some kind of reason to kick back. Like I think the SEC doesn't really have a case, so it's gonna be solved in the courts and whatever. Well, but the current cases, you they ha both Binance and Coinbase have to prove they're not trading securities, which that's the harder part. Yeah. Well, for Binance is different, but with Coinbase, I think it's they should be fine. Like I feel like they never did anything wrong, but they, they can are. probably prove it. But they did sell securities, technically, well, under yeah. like, well, security terms. <laughs> under what they yeah. declare securities and now. Then, but then that opens the other uh, can of worms of, like, why, like, these selling of securities and how we define securities it goes is, to that, yeah. is really backwards and based on something from the 1930s oh, when the 100%. internet didn't exist. So, 100% agree. Uh, yeah. So there's, like, a whole bunch of different issues there. It's a long, wrapped it's in a, there. It's a long battle, yeah. for sure. So, like, the definition of securities, you think that that would be changed or do you think like something would just be tacked on to this financial um, system i'm not sure uh, i think for securities now there's has to be like the one big stipulation is there has to be an expectation that you're going to get a return on your investment um but you could make that argument that you could do that with literally anything any, any item <laughs> like yeah. i can buy rolexes Mm -hmm. to, or like the the messy tickets, the yeah. Miami messy sure. tickets. Oh, like I, I'm buying something out of speculation, that thinking I'm going to get a return mm -hmm. off of it. Is that a security? They have this thing called the Howey test, yeah, uh, which done. that's part of it. And yeah, back from the 30s, I think, and seems a little outdated. And I think maybe out of all this, there will be changes in for that, hopefully. For sure. I think they're just probably... Uh do it control each one differently like probably stocks and stuff like that will stay the same because that hasn't really changed much but more so probably the way you define crypto and all that will yeah it might need its own set of rules which they say it doesn't which is mm -hmm. kind of bs <laughs> the crypto yeah. the, that doesn't need its yeah, own set of rules so the sex current argument is there doesn't need to be any change because um it should be re it, can, it, sh it can clearly be regulated with the same laws but Obviously, it doesn't make sense because not mm -hmm. the ones that are securities or were um, or sold as securities. Sure, the, the argument there for some, but not all were sold with the incentive of you're going to make a profit or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Sure, surely some have, yeah, but not all. And I mean, there's definitely some credence to what they're doing because I mean, their goal is to protect investors, and there's definitely a bunch of scams in the space and people kind of pump and dumping on people and in some cases ruining their lives uh, or like 
erasing their life savings. So there's there's some aspect of like uh, regulation that could be necessary, beneficial. But at the same time, in the in the sense of they're trying to protect investors, like everyone's everyone's positions are getting destroyed right now because that is because of the they're way, trying to protect because it doesn't really seem like they're protecting yeah, much so what i was thinking was right. like it, i wouldn't say necessary there might be some pros and cons to to the regulations but to a degree why can't crypto just be the space that's the wild west where you are <laughs> you are responsible yeah. for whatever happens you, you, you choose yeah i mean that would be nice because i would be okay with that but it's also like there's just so many scams that it's there it's, are, it's hard are. to it's hard to even like kind of lie to play. They yeah, no, they have no case to yeah because like for regulation of some sort. Being an advocate for crypto, you kind of want some regulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I would think that you would want some regulations due to the fact that it gives people a peace of mind knowing that there's entities like monitoring it and looking at it, uh, working to try to help them yeah stay safe. And I mean, in a way, it's a little bit of a it's an industry that's self polices like the That's the banking thinking. industry itself is super opaque you don't know what's going on uh, the crypto space is open source transparent like exactly what i was doing before at work was uh, essentially like surfacing the signal from the noise identifying who the entities were in the space so it's not just you know a string of numbers and letters it's not just a public yeah. key that you're looking at but you're seeing an entity behind it so like in the space, we're kind of like identifying who's who and then understanding what they're doing when they move money. Yeah. So like, it's only pseudo anonymous. Yeah, exactly. So then when FTX collapsed, like you could see on chain that like we couldn't find their funds at all mm-hmm. on the uh, wallets that yeah. they have listed or claimed. Right? But now that there's all these like allegations or speculation on Binance, uh, right. we know their addresses, and they have. I mean, last time I checked, there was like sixty-four billion. I was literally just gonna ask you because this is a question that I've been wondering and like a minute and i just never found the answer to it It was like on the back end how do these exchanges these centralized exchanges uh handle their assets like i would assume they don't have all their assets on one wallet they would have multiple wallets centralized no they definitely don't they have various uh either cold wallets hot wallets and then they have like customer deposit wallets essentially so um, there might be some contracts that they use in, in between, but they have like a general exchange architecture where there's like a hot wallet and then there's cold wallet mm-hmm. and then the deposits. I see. tends to be the, the trend for all exchanges. By any chance, do you know like an estimated number of wallets that they had? Oof. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I, I don't know that. I probably could have looked that up, but I... <laughs> just never, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I never, that. Never, never yeah, because I feel being in a data analytics yeah. company like Nansen, I'm sure... Yeah, you could you could figure that out for sure. It's wouldn't be hard. You could just query that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nansen seems like a pretty cool tool. Like the whole idea of yeah. organizing the chain. So that it, it's amazing. It's an amazing tool. Um, there's a lot of other uh, competitors now. Like it was one of the first ones doing the labeling, but now there's a couple more. Uh, I think label specific. There's like Arkham. Um, and then there's other analytics companies like Chainalysis, Masari, uh, CryptoQuant. Yeah, but I think Chainalysis specifically focuses more so on like crime. Yeah, the, like which is which is why like uh, Netson was nice because it was focused on kind of helping the little guy win. Uh, like since anybody, since everyone has access to this data, uh, giving them entity information and kind of giving them insights into what's happening with money flows uh was nice to kind of like give a more even playing field to the to the whole space i see um I, I had no thoughts i just, okay. I, just oh, said I, <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing i had nothing to say <laughs> fair enough yeah um now i don't know what i'm doing um kind of have some time just Figure it out. Figure it out. Enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy the beach. Yeah, you know, uh, be a bit more strategic with what I want to do next. I want to stay in the crypto space. You still do a uh, like trading, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, although I've been much worse at it the past year. <laughs> really? Yeah, but like, I think everyone was doing well in twenty twenty one. 
probably the most crazy year of my life, and I don't think that'll ever be repeated. <laughs> but next bull run, it, maybe, yeah. Um, next bull run, you can try something. It, it was, try it, again. was again. it was quite ridiculous. It, probably the best year ever um, for trading. For trading, I mean, it's for me. I you know. I would imagine for others as well. But like the whole NFT boom. Oh yeah, and DeFi. Uh, yeah, DeFi in 2020, and then. I mean, you can still do DeFi then. You yeah. can still do it now. You can still do it now. So it's, it's actually, if you knew how to do NFT, if you knew about NFTs and trading them and just had like some slight sense and you understood DeFi, like it was quite a good... You're correct. Quite a good time to be alive in crypto. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is going to be the, the next move, like the next bigger advancement in the space? Um, I think what, I mean, what people are doing at least is now that you can stake ETH and get like four percent, five percent. There's like uh, the the LSD narrative, like liquid staking derivatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you have uh, Lido, uh, Rocket Pool. There's a couple other ones, and yeah, you can. That's like the narrative, right? Like they stake your ETH now. And I find you can make uh, the like four percent a year. Yeah, I find the liquid staking like a really cool concept. Mm-hmm. The fact that you could lock up some funds so that you could earn like passive re- reward off of that, and still have like a derivative from that that has the value attached to it. Yeah, and you can take it to any other protocol, mm-hmm. and there's a back end. There's another market. There's a whole or, bunch or of markets. Something with it somewhere else, um, and then eventually redeem it if you want as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like that's the next big thing. I think also. Uh, the biggest use case in crypto is like US dollar, like fiat, like uh, stable coins. Stable coins, yeah. Oh, I th- it's. I think it, he, he would people, disagree with that. Okay, uh, I would. Yeah, I would say that's the biggest use case so far. That's like Maybe. proven to be like okay that we want this. Like everybody wants it. Hundred percent. It probably won't be in the US. Sure. Yeah. I could. I could see that. I won't disagree, but they're most likely the SEC is going to go after that next. Yeah, or they more of like use Ethereum and what already exists as like kind of the the good US, uh, USD mm-hmm. equivalent, like USDC, uh, to be part of whatever new central bank digital currency system that they might set up. Um, not sure, but I feel like the channels are there to build that and it's already built so then if they're going to try to build their own fed coin it's gonna we're just gonna have more of a currency war and maybe not in their benefit not if you can ban it yeah i mean you are you are able to blacklist addresses um because their thing would be just to ban tether and circle mm -hmm. from being used here but then like everyone's gonna leave what do you mean i'll leave what no, do you, I'm what not do disagreeing you with you. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. I'm just saying if if they do go for that crypto ban to kill crypto, yeah, they would definitely go. They would have to go to the stable coins. Yeah. Well, what do you mean by blacklist uh, addresses? Like, there's there's a like a method in the contract. I think that you can just say like, I don't want this address. To oh, like putting be it able into the sender receipt. I see. Yeah. Um, but so that that contract would be is ran and operated by a central centralized agency. Yeah, for for yeah. stablecoin specifically. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, you can they are they are able to blacklist yeah. addresses mm-hmm. on USDT and mm-hmm. USDC. Mandatory. I see. Yeah. And if the U.S. government uh, decides to enforce that, like regulation, saying, "Oh, you need to blacklist addresses." Yeah, I mean, but they're also rolling you up with like legitimate criminals, like everyday people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems. Yeah, very right. ham-fisted. Although they are ham-fisted, heavy it would handed. be even it would be even more, yeah, heavy-handed. And I don't really see that winning as like a winning maneuver for the government. I think but any wrong. any maneuver against cryptos <laughs> not yeah. going to be good for the uh, United States economy or any economy. Not, not the way it's going now. I I try to have some hope, um, considering I live here and like yeah, exactly. I, you know, trying I, to be I, like I want to believe in this country. A but bit of a statesman. Yeah, it does kind of just—it's just unfortunate because that's the industry I'm in, and it's just being completely attacked. And I feel like that's unfair. It's important to stand for your beliefs. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like maybe maybe it's better to make moves offshore or start planning a life that could be offshore. 
We're just like I mean, if you're an American, you if, can go in and out whenever if you want. Get a second passport. If there's hostile, hostility to it, yeah. Else. You're an American. You can go, you can come in and out whenever you want. <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> money speaks. Yeah. Right. What? At the end of the day, money speaks. If the United States government, yeah, is yeah. on attacking crypto, crypto's gonna leave, and they're gonna lose that advancement. That that's a whole market that's growing rapidly. So, but yeah, like William said, also. You get second passport. No, he said second, he said second passport. passport. Yeah, you can always come back, is what he said. Uh, yeah, why is that? You can. You know, like, what I'm saying is, you can already freely travel. Just get, get second passport and then work on that third one, which is the harder one. And then you're, you'll be golden. And then, yeah, is that what that is? Yeah, you could get. Yeah. You get. Like there's no, no, cap. no. I know. I know. There's no cap. There's a whole thing about this. Yeah, it's like a whole. Yeah, I think with three passports, you should be able to travel the world. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's, there's specific ones you want though. Yeah. Well, there's ones you well, definitely the, don't want, right? Like. <laughs> Uh, but there's citizenship by investment programs. Yeah, for, 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 the most for many countries. For many, many countries. Some involve like you know buying real estate or you know buying some asset in the country. Yeah, not buying uh, And then other ones you can just buy a passport outright for like a hundred thousand dollars. You just buy passports. Yeah, but uh, I but think like, that's a hundred thousand. Like that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, South Africa. I think that the, the hundred thousand potentially. I think there's there's a bunch in the Caribbean. So sure. there's like Saint Kitts and Nevis, uh, Saint Lucia. I know Spain has one for real estate investment. Okay. Italy mm-hmm. does also. Yeah, and there's some in like Estonia maybe or Montenegro. I know Italy actually had this crazy uh, uh, like plan with mm-hmm. uh, trying to bring development into real estate back and bring population to, to Italy. Because Italy younger has younger population. Yeah, younger. Because mm-hmm. Italy has an old population and a lot of people are leaving. Okay. So what they were doing was they're getting a lot of houses and selling them off for one euro or one dollar, like for whatever currency was, but for one. Okay. Like, but to buy at that price, you had to have a plan of uh, like reinvesting money into the property and fixing it up, making it nicer. I think it was like a minimum of one hundred fifty thousand dollars or something. Okay. And like. Probably having a job, I'm guessing, or some kind of reason to stay a wife or yeah. But if you want me, if you want them to move over, I think that's great that yeah. they did that. But like, make it easier. Yeah, you want younger people to go. Younger mm-hmm. person doesn't have 150 thousand liquid for yeah. the most part. Yeah, because they wanted uh, blueprints, plans, like budget. Yeah, like, the, like they wanted people. a full thing. You want older people. You're yeah, not doing that's, anything. That's at least like 35, 40 year olds. Yeah. Most young people don't, and that's still. I mean, even thinking that's still working. That's still workforce, but it's not early workforce. Yeah, make it easier, guys. You want people to go? Make it easier. Yeah. And on the other hand, um, apparently China has like a aging population. Oh yeah. So yeah, like they're. I think I saw somewhere saying that they're estimated at one point three billion population, and in uh, I think like the next decade or some. Something around that that time frame, it's going to drop to like six hundred fifty million because of the population aging so so rapidly. Yeah, that's the the one child policy. Yeah, that they yeah had, they don't they don't know, do that anymore. Yeah, right. but they had it for. But that's what that's what caused their, mm-hmm. their demographics to be now stunted. So skewed. They don't, they don't have a working like a, a youthful working yeah. population. And on top of that, the population that's going to be retired is going to be larger than the workforce. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and the average age for China is like. 60 plus i think that's crazy like it's just gonna be they're they're not in the middle yeah so yeah it's a good way to look at it like demographically china is not in a good spot but the u.s is still pretty good demographically Uh, yeah yeah yeah. i mean you have the right age for now clusters also because we have so many people coming in yeah you have a lot of a lot of immigration um yeah balances out our population and then, and then there's places like i'm not sure where but in africa there's some places that have like huge uh youth populations so like that's going to be a big force coming coming in the next so like just 10. looking at it demographically yeah, you could africa, say like oh china's probably on the decline the u.s is doing all right and like africa might africa's, have a africa's, africa's on the come up for yeah. sure um uh, probably not all of it but like yeah there will be big nations coming out of there so now we learn, guys. Get multiple passports and invest in other countries. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you have like five thousand dollars in your account, like maybe that's not for you to think about. But in general, like you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket ever. But also think about that in the na- the nation aspect as well. Like, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, you kind of want to start to put your foot or your toes in the water elsewhere, just in case something. You happens. want to check it out at least. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, it's not financial or life advice, but, like, that's what I would do. That's what I'm doing. Like, I like traveling the world and just seeing other places, seeing what, place. what are the options. Like, your lifestyle in the U.S. is much worse than if, like, I lived, like, in Miami compared Price to living, wise. Yeah, living in Mexico or living in Thailand where your dollar goes a lot further. Cost of goods are lower. And um, your lifestyle is better. Like, you just yeah a lot less to deal with. Like, you can go to Mexico for a super long time, you know, six months at a time almost, and, like, just live there. Yeah, it's like uh, I saw a thing that said um, majority of South American countries, it's half the cost of living in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So imagine Miami. Yeah, it's crazy. Or New York <laughs> or L.A. Yeah. yeah, Or Chicago. Like, these more expensive cities, um, how far can your dollar go somewhere else? Yeah, so I think in like this increasingly remote world that's happening, definitely it, be. it makes sense as somebody that lives here that yeah. you know if you don't want to get taxed a lot or like you're trying to get out of this like rat race a little bit, you can move to a country temporarily. See what where you have a long term where they treat you right. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole thing on that too, mm-hmm. um, where it's like go where your dollar goes further. There might be a better culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you might just enjoy it more. The food's better. It's, or different. Not as, like, processed. Like, you're, you're eating healthier. Like, you, it's just good to, like, expand your horizons, I'd say. Um, now ask him the question you want him to ask him. We uh, talked about travel. We're going to segue back into traveling because I had a question sure. for that. Sure. Uh, you don't want to finish I, No, we're going to f- go segue into what you said because okay. I liked your question. Okay, so there was a statement thrown saying that uh, technology will be the end of us. So then I, I went ahead and asked <laughs> Diego if he thought... Uh, AI will take end, over the world, take over the world and yeah. end, end humanity. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I was being a little extreme uh, there, but I don't think it's going to end humanity. I think it's just going to change a lot of what's going on now. Uh, people will lose probably some jobs or like occupations that they have, but they can still like use the AI as a tool to improve their work in whatever new field that arises, essentially. Um, so I'm not really worried about AI. I think it's just another tool, and people will be using it. So you're gonna see AI going to like the extreme, like how people are no, I'm not. I'm not as setting. I'm not as no. I'm not as doom and gloom uh, about it. Someone prompts like, it might be because I'm ignorant, and there's something that could be worse. Someone prompts yeah. AI to say, "Oh, and uh, global warming." Okay, let's and humanity. <laughs> Well, no, I think the fear is AI comes up to that conclusion on its own. Yeah. Saying that humans are bad? Yes. Okay. Maybe uh, AI might, at least my opinion, my opinion is that... (laughs) Shitty takes. (laughs) Shit takes coming out. Let's get ready. (laughs) Hit us. AI might formulate the opinion that humans are beneath it and that it is superior to us. But... I still think that it will have the the ability to understand that we do have some type of added value, and it'll keep us around for that specific added value. Okay. Um, such as interaction with the physical world. Okay. Which AI has no capability of doing that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure they will have at least it would advance quick enough where it would understand how the physical world works. So. It's going to need us as a liaison of sort. Until we get iRobot. That's if it wants to present itself physically. You don't think it will? Why would it? Why wouldn't it? Constraint to... To what? To physics. But it's not. But won't people use it in to build something else? Yeah. Like a bigger <laughs> bigger server? Like Or a bigger robot? <laughs> You just have two mecha AI robots fighting in the middle of middle of LA <laughs> or Miami. That would be kind of dope, though. Yeah, doesn't sound bad. Could be worse. No, it sounds uh, sounds like the end of the world. Sounds pre-apocalyptic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, guys, we're degens. It's okay. <laughs> Unrelated. 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 No, it doesn't. Um, in terms of uh, blockchain, crypto, mm-hmm. uh, do you think AI and crypto are the same do you think that they're different uh, do they work s- together because they're both emerging technologies and a lot of people have their eyes on them yeah I, th- I guess my opinion would be that they're kind of t- 
totally different in a way. Um, where AI seems to be creates a lot of lies. It's like a liar, like a pro liar. Uh, kind of tells you, like when you ask a question, it might tell you unreliable, like what the results are. So you kind of don't know what's actually true. But with blockchain, you always know the the source of truth because it's there. Like it's proven. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's almost like AI, like the idea of it, kind of competes with blockchain because one is truth and the other one is like generates ideas. Yeah. So that's with like, yeah. What you're talking about specifically sounds like uh, the. I, the intelligence part of AI, uh -huh. where it's like, oh, formulating your thoughts and ideas. Um, if you were to ask AI how hot does the sun burn, it should give you a, a pretty precise number, and ac an accurate number, uh -huh. not just a precise, accurate number. Um, but if you tell it to write a creative piece of literature, you would hope that it would be something unique and new. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like validating prior information, it does spew out misinformation at times mm -hmm. because... but that's usually because the sources that it's getting it from is false. Um, so I think, and I talked about this the other day, that AI will co-mingle with uh, blockchain mm -hmm. so that the sources of information doing like uh, like scientific analysis, like scientific tests um, will be validated through the blockchain and then used in AI for answering uh, information or like gathering the information fast. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. I think the AI hype cycle is kind of, feels like it's kind of over, but it's actually, I feel like it's just starting. It's, you know, crypto's at the bottom, mm -hmm. AI is gonna take off. Uh, it'll probably have a blow off top uh, in terms of speculation and then people will come back to crypto, mm -hmm. I think. But there's probably there's definitely something between them. So well. earlier I asked you, I was like, "What do you think is the next move in crypto? Mm -hmm. Like next big technology?" You said uh, LSD, um, liquid staking derivatives. Yeah. And um, well, it is. I think it, uh, any new financial tool that gets added mm -hmm. will definitely help development and uh, onboarding, and just overall the growth of that market. But I think. AI at some point, not right now, or not in the next bull market specifically, yeah. but I think maybe after that, we'll probably get intertwined with it. I think um, coming up, we should see a lot of, we'll probably be seeing a lot of soulbound tokens. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, you know what soulbound tokens are. Yeah, yeah. Assuming, yeah. It's like the NFT that you can't ever get rid of. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's stuck on a wallet. Yeah. So if someone labels you as if multiple people label you as a not trustworthy person, that's it. You're stuck. At least that wallet, you can't mm -hmm. can't trust it. Okay, but then because I haven't really explored this topic at all. But uh, like how does soulbound tokens? Yeah, like I know about them, but mm -hmm. how does like if I give somebody a soulbound token that tells them tells everyone that they're a bad actor? Like what? Who am I as mm -hmm. an authority to give? Correct. Them? Yeah. So. In that, in this specific scenario, uh, that's kind of one that I just pulled out of, out of like my head. Okay. Um, but for that, it would be like some type of uh, decentralized organization that gives people certain rights to like save someone. Like, oh yeah, these people are good. Like, are saying like valid stuff, uh, and mm -hmm. these people are saying invalid, invalid things. Um, so if maybe not one token, like one soulbound token, won't be enough. But a handful of soulbound tokens coming from different wallet addresses. Uh, okay, so it, everyone would have to be like yeah, attacking. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. exactly. Um, but, I mean, other other things, other examples for soulbound tokens would uh, more, more commonly talked about would be uh, certifications. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It seems like it might be good for, like, building a resume. Yeah. for Or, like, this on-chain identity idea. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, oh, you did this, or you were you were farming this, or you took part in this DAO, or whatever. And then that's just part of your on-chain identity. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the, like the main. Yeah, that I think. Use case. Yeah. So I think that'll be the the use case that gets used in the next. Okay. Or it starts getting implemented in the next. Cool. Yeah, I've never I've never actually used one or, uh, or received yeah. one. So. 
And once you get one, you're, it's done. You got it. <laughs> I'm bound by a soul. Mm-hmm. I think the term is pretty cool. It's like, <laughs> that it's, sounds scary. It's an intense term. Yeah. It's not to be taken lightly. What? What do you feel about the the end of humanity with technology? We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll mix with it. No, I think uh, like any other revolution that happens, we'll get no linked you know, up. The agricultural, industrial, like people lose jobs. The whole system changes. New things will come out of it. Like we're not all just gonna twiddle our thumbs every day. Like we'll find something else to do. Uh, I know the tangent question, but do you play video games? Uh, I used to. Yeah. So uh, like a while ago, then I'm assuming. Have you ever played uh, uh what is it? Cy- uh, Cyberpunk. No. Twenty whatever. I no. played Fallout, which is maybe the closest thing. Is to it? That. Um, what's the, like the the revive mechanic on Fallout? Like if you die and fall out, do you just like you just, re- you just respawn? You just respawn, yeah. In this uh, right. in that like cyberpunk game, um, there's like a consciousness is uploaded to a cloud, and then whenever you die, it gets imported into like some avatar. Okay, it's like some black mirror, like a black mirror type okay. situation. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I bring that up is because William just said something about Neuralink. We get Neuralinked up. Yeah. Oh, you want that? No. No, uh, I don't want that. I don't want to be shut off. I don't want that at all. <laughs> shut off? Yeah. Why would I'm, be shut I'm off? not really into the transhumanism thing. I, I am. I, It'll probably actually, have a I actually think it's... Uh, I don't believe uh, any one species is going to last forever. Uh, species are going to go through evolution to experience different phases of consciousness. And that uh, transhuman, like, uh, going into the cyber realm is going to be the next one of the next phases of that yeah. biological yeah, evolution you don't like no it thing. it's fair it makes sense <laughs> group in the 90s i'm okay i'm okay i'm yeah. okay i'm the only I'm one okay dying. okay <laughs> no no you want the shut off button no I, it's okay i'll still die that's what i like about but it you want your consciousness up i want a separate version of my consciousness yeah, i don't want that to continue on i want to just die and be forgotten for sure but you won't be forgotten you're being recorded <laughs> maybe if we upload this to a blockchain you'll be <laughs> On chain forever. Unless there's a solar flare, then you screw it. But yeah. theoretically, forever is a long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not big into that. Like becoming a cyborg idea. It's not my. It's like too much future stuff. Like I like thinking about the future and building one. Uh, but but not cyborg. Yeah, I just don't like that mm-hmm. whole aspect of it. Or like people who, like research longevity. I guess it's like. It makes sense that you want to live longer and be healthier, but at the same time, like you should kind of accept dying. No, oh, no, 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 yeah, no, death is definitely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm into longevity. Part. Oh, you're into it? Yeah. Okay. Not for sure. I, I I embrace death as often as possible. No, you don't. You want yeah. Neuralink, and you don't. No, no, you want no, your no, consciousness okay, so uploaded. <laughs> the idea, the idea of death has. This a guy. Very, it's a very yeah. profound and complex topic. Yeah. Like, would you say that you're the same person that you were five years ago? No, probably not. That version of you has died you're a new person and you sure. uh, yeah. i don't agree with that kind of kind of agree with that I don't agree uh, with that. so in terms of like dying my body the consciousness attached to this brain will die yeah um i just think it'd be cool to have my consciousness continue on and uh, have some type of like added value over time to yeah i guess it could be that. cool but I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm hesitant. Oh, it's gonna have hella risks. Or, or maybe like skeptical. Like that whole Black Mirror situation. Because yeah, yeah. every time I say every time I say I'm cool for, cool with that, people always say, "Are you sure you don't want like your like your consciousness could get split up and tortured a thousand different ways for all of eternity?" So yeah, maybe, that sounds, but that sounds pretty dark. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's quite dark. Careful what you wish for. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know. Actually, one of my I don't know. I kind of, I hope I see the day where some semblance of my consciousness gets uploaded. No, yeah. different strokes, I guess. For different folks, I yeah. guess. You said you wanted to travel more. What? I didn't say that. You said you had one more question about traveling. I didn't say I don't want to travel. Yeah, but you, what you said and what I said are two different words. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you, that's true. This guy, you want to travel more? I'm like, I don't just remember saying that. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask him what's his favorite place that he's traveled to. That's it. Oh, okay. oh that's pretty easy. Uh, Thailand. I've been to Thailand four times. 
it's the best place in the world. Specifically, like, Bangkok, but then the southern islands. All right. Break it down. Why do you think Thailand's the best? It's amazingly cheap. Uh, beautiful weather. The people are extremely friendly and like, nice. It's super safe. It's like a Buddhist culture. Okay. Um, Bangkok is crazy. Like, it's super pop, and there's always something to do. Lit? Yes, it's lit. I guess. <laughs> I'm like too old to say that now. Um, you don't know your age. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, you can fool me. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like, it's just amazing. I don't know. Every time I've been there, it's uh-huh. just, it gets better. Uh, I think it's just like that part of the world. I'm big into like the weather too. I, I, I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh where it's freezing and it's snowy. It's and it's freezing and snowing in Thailand? No. It's, it's, oh, it's hot. Okay. Humid. okay. Like I was like, there's two seasons. Oh, okay. I thought it's super hot. I thought you were going to say it's like, oh, it reminds oh, me of so here. Yeah. It's like here, but it's better because it's, more it's cheap. Oh, true. And the food is way better. Uh-huh. And there's not this like flashy culture that exists. I like the flashy. I think it's fun, but it's not, it's not really like my style. That's fair. Yeah. I like the like, homegrown. So I said I like the flashy, which I do, but it's like, I like the fun flashy, not the arrogant flashy. Yeah, exactly. There's and a different like, flashy. Like a Mr. Beast scenario where the guy <laughs> just does random stuff on the internet. Yeah, well, like I was saying earlier, where your your lifestyle, yeah. your dollar reaches so much further. 100%. One of the biggest like differences I saw in Thailand was that you could go to the club and get a bottle for like $100 and you have a table. And like that's $1,000 here maybe. That is... I still wouldn't do it. Yeah. What do you mean you still wouldn't do it? In Thailand, you wouldn't do it. In I would just buy the bottle. Look, man. Anytime I think about buying a bottle, the, the it's the like the, bro- the but it's like the experience, me. right? Like that's the, if that's what you're into. You said you like the the flashy stuff. Yeah, so. the fun one, not the. Yeah, uh, that's not fun. I don't like that's wasting money. Okay. Because yeah. my brain goes to the same place it always goes. The bottle outside. If yeah. it costs a hundred dollars in the club in mm-hmm. Thailand, it costs five dollars outside. I mean, you're right. <laughs> my brain <laughs> still right. works the same, guys. I, I agree. But, but I would definitely do it. Yeah, it's way more affordable to do. You it. would do it. One hundred percent. It's oh, a hundred dollar okay. bottle. I thought you just said you wouldn't do it. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm contradicting. I think so. Also, the last thing, kind of on the why it's better, is it's really just anywhere you go. Uh, once you stay somewhere long enough, or you kind of start to like like that culture, be more part of it. You, all the things that like happened back here, they don't exist. Like all this political nonsense and like fighting and just everything that's going on like it's like this world doesn't really exist when you just live over there you get assimilated to a new it's just like new set of these like, problems aren't real mm-hmm. so i think that that's di- that goes more towards the western world i think sure yeah in west anything in the west will probably still have some of that political tension or like those yeah. tensions and east, then huh? east, eastern world we're in the west we're oh you're talking about us here in america yeah yeah okay okay no, but no. i thought you were talking about uh Thailand and like Asia. No. Okay, my bad. I, no. uh, my bad. My fault. Yeah, anything towards the West is mm-hmm. more. We'll have those political tensions, and then you'll probably have um, Asia, those other countries that probably don't have it just because they're not. Well, no, they have. Or, or they, they have, have it differently. They have their own political tensions and problems. Yeah. You just don't care, and that's why it's beautiful because you're in this gray area. But you will care. Why? Do you, yeah. Why do you? Why do you have the luxury of not caring about? If you're what's living well, there, because because. You're allowed to. Or you're taking know, advantage you're, of this gray zone. Because you're an ex, like, no one cares what you do. Like, you're just. Until you're, you're not really enough. Thai. You're not really Mexican. You're just hanging out there. No, I would care. If I lived, like, if you, like mm-hmm. how we talked about earlier, you, you would want to move there, live in one yeah. of those. You would care at one point if you lived there, because it would start to affect you. I, yes, but I think that's kind of where I. I think the the safety net that you're that you're relying on is what's going on is that you have like other, yeah, that you're other allowed, options you're allowed to do that right you have other so, options but it it gives it affords you the ability to stop caring about what's happening back here and you don't really have to care about what's happening there politically because it doesn't really matter to you you didn't grow up in it. I'm not sure about this he wants, I mean if it's like a dictatorship sure but you know, he's and he, like cracking down he has the mentality of a global citizen yeah. yeah, but even if you are a global citizen, you're going to start caring. To a degree. At one point, it will start to affect you. Yeah, to a degree, you do care. but uh, Sure, but it just depends in on this the, case, no. On wherever you're at. Yeah, if you're just traveling and visiting. Especially culturally, two. like it's just a different world. No, I get that. What, uh, sure. what religion do they? Buddhist. Buddhist. Yeah. 
Thai Buddhists. Yeah. I mean, other parts of Southeast Asia are a mixture of Muslim Buddhists. Mm. Yeah, there's a bunch of Muslims. There's Muslims in in Thailand. Oh, for sure. There are. Yeah. That's one of the biggest religions in the world. And it's growing rapidly. Yeah, just that part of the world is nice too because you know somewhere like Bangkok is a hub where you can bounce around to anywhere else like Australia yeah. or like Vietnam. Australia is kind of wild. You know, you can go to Dubai or like I don't know somewhere else, but it's just a whole different part of the world yeah. and you're pretty close to everything. In Thailand? Yeah, in Thailand. Yeah. Uh, did you see any cool animals over there? Cool animals, or like any animals that you like that you've seen for the first time over there in Thailand. Um, no, I mean I saw monkeys, but I've seen monkeys mm -hmm. other places in the world. So, oh no, I did see like a okay, this is kind of stupid, but I saw like a um really venomous like what is it called like a caterpillar? It's okay, like bright red, super scary. Like lives in caves. It's huge. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Did you almost die? No, but okay, I, I good. was freaked out. <laughs> Here, Bob, the monkeys, and it just made me think of the monkey store I told you about. I think it was in India. Oh, yeah. You, you I don't remember if it was in uh, India. Yeah, don't quote me where it you was. Tell me, you tell but me. But apparently, that. these monkeys in some part of the world were grabbing puppies, climbing up roofs, and throwing the puppy off the roof. Wow. The reason they were doing it was because a pack of wild dogs killed a baby monkey, and they were getting revenge oh. to all the dogs in the area for doing so. Monkeys are wild. Yeah. And it, apparently, like, it was enough that the population of wild dogs in the area went down. Like, that's how many they killed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, they're just, like... Monkeys, monkeys freak me out. I had a monkey... I was in Peru, and there was a monkey at this sanctuary that I went to. Yeah. And the monkey, like, right when I walked in, it, like, clinged on to me and, like, grabbed my hair. And it... And then... But then it just wouldn't leave. I'd be terrified. And then by the end of the thing, I was like, all right, like, it's... Time to go. <laughs> and he was like, nope. And this, he was like, I feel like he's going to rip my scalp out. And they had to have like the, like the trainer lady. Like, oh, yeah. Like it Someone. was, it was not fun. <laughs> like, that reminds me of that video that you're probably going to bring up right now. Yeah. <laughs> the it's an orangutan. In an enclosure. Not that in video. In that in wasn't enclosure. the one we're talking about. Oh, no. This is the worst one because he, oh, he right. said the scalp. He was, it was on his head, on your head, right? Yeah, it was oh, like ripping. Okay. It was like, yeah, it was grabbing on so, so before you started, let me finish this. So Go for it. But it's an orangutan that's in an enclosure. Some guys just kind of in the area, and he, the orangutan reaches out and grabs him by the arm and just starts pulling on him. So then there's people trying to pull the guy off of the off of the orangutan's grip, and the guy. If I was that guy, I'd be scared <laughs> beyond belief. No, the video I was gonna bring up was what the hell. Sorry. No, you're good. No, it gets worse. These monkeys, okay. monkeys, yeah. monkeys are aggressive. Fuck yeah. Monkeys, man. I mean, them, there are some wild mother. Those are those are our distant relatives. I'm, I'm glad you know. Sometimes they're strong. You know, this monkey in video was this guy just chilling, sitting down, minding his own business. It's a flock of monkeys all around. Uh -huh. And this monkey just runs up, up, runs up to him, bites him in the head, and then rips what? off a piece of scalp, and then dips. Dude, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Damn. You know what that is? You're just chilling there. This, this older guy, and the monkey just goes, bites him on the head, and rips. Like, yeah. all you see is a piece of his scalp just flop. And he and he's just starting to bleed on his scalp. Craziness. Monkeys are wild. Yeah. And people still try to train them and, like, hang out with them, live with them. So well, They can do that with little monkeys because what I've heard happens is their muscles atrophy. So they don't get as strong and as big as they would if they were left in the wild. So all those like um, captured monkeys die young, okay, because they're not allowed to grow. So like uh, the one that Michael Jackson had apparently, his monkey, whatever the whatever. <laughs> I didn't know he had a monkey. He had a monkey for some time. Apparently that wasn't the first one. Like he had to switch him out, okay, because the monkey would just die because it it was not used to being. It, they're it, not meant to be enclosed. It doesn't use its strength and like yeah, it doesn't ability. Build muscle. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. build muscle. Yeah. You got no muscles, you're kind of useless. But like wild monkeys and stuff, different animal. Like it's just like they're you touch them and they're like they're not mushy like yeah. us. Why did Michael Jackson they're have fine. a monkey? Because he had money. I, like, did he have a zoo or? He had a zoo. Oh, okay. He had a zoo, like zebras and all. I'm not sure what animals he had, but he did. It was called Neverland, right? Oh, that's true. I but that's that just his like house. Amusement thing. I thought yeah, that was, he also had that. Oh, that's his. That's his home. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had a little bit of everything, guys. He was yeah. a multi, multi. I mean, he was just. He was. 
not just rich he was super famous like yeah. everyone around the world yeah, yeah. It was it was another level. Probably comparable to like, but yeah, man, yeah, monkeys figures. are crazy. Monkeys, monkeys are pretty interesting creatures. So that's why you gotta buy a what you call it, ape coins. Ape coins. <laughs> gotta buy them. That's also a, not doing well. That was a joke. I mm, didn't really mean to. Not, 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 not you don't really need to buy. It. That was a joke because we we're on a tangent. Yeah. You gotta say that in podcasts. If not, they might take it serious, and someone actually okay. buys it. And they can get sued for it. It's you not financial advice. It's, it's not, not financial, financial yeah. advice. It never is. Or legal advice, or not no type of advice. We're just talking crypto. <laughs> yeah. And monkeys. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You said uh, ApeCoin's not doing too hot right now. I mean, nothing is, but uh, yeah, true. ApeCoin, true, true. Because you could, I think, when they opened up staking for ApeCoin, and you could stake your mutant or your board mm-hmm. ape or your dog and get ape coin but i think at that point like the mutant or like all the nfts were way higher and the ape coin was higher so pretty much you're just losing money mm. by doing that and yeah it's not doing well yeah just because you have something staked and you're earning a reward doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be uh, your net worth will be going up yeah because <laughs> you'll gain more asset you'll gain more of that asset correct mm-hmm. your net worth in that in that asset, would if you go. value your your net worth in ape coin, yeah. Then. Then. Well, I guess it, it would be valuable though, because if I'm not mistaken, Yuga's trying to create an ecosystem based around it. Uh-huh. So I guess if you're if once they create that ecosystem, whenever that does happen, you're able to spend it within it. So it would make sense at that point, and it wouldn't be dollar for dollar; it would have its yeah. own separate value. But that's super speculative, and that's how yeah. like that's. Assume- I'm pretty sure people are getting destroyed right that's now a- because they're there's not they don't have. To- there's no ecosystem. Isn't that the entire thing of building a game and doing all this stuff? But like, they're very slow with it too. Yeah, I don't think it's yes, they're slow with it. I also think it's just if the people aren't gonna use it, there's no point of building it. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the biggest like enablers for that use case would be the uh, augmented reality, like Apple Vision Pro stuff. Yeah, like having some type of like 3D figure just following you around in the world or like being like your like your buddy or your assistant or companion of sort would be cool um like a cool use case but not necessarily a video game use case i'm yeah. sure there will be video game use yeah cases, i don't really though. know what they're doing with the coin but i, I thought it was for a game but yeah. the game doesn't exist the game so. thing is not mm-hmm. out yet they're working and on they're it. building some other game they also. did some game uh, it was like uh, dookie dash yeah i played that yeah yeah was it hard it's pretty hard Mm-hmm. Or like I'm, I guess I'm just not good at games. Maybe uh, it, it was like a very arcadeish kind of game. It's very simple, right? Like you're just flying through a tunnel sewer and avoiding obstacles and collecting mm-hmm. like little gems and, and stuff. I would also say they're not game creators. It's not easy to build like a good game. Yeah, but they got like the the previous like CEO or something from Blizzard. Who um Yuga. The they player. have some heavy hitter yeah. in, in there. Yeah, I don't know if it was a CEO or some. It was someone. I don't know if it's CEO of Blizzard, but you said CEO. Of yeah, that guy's because it was someone. I'm pretty sure it was someone from Blizzard that moved over to That's to Yuga, like the janitor. And it was, yeah, not a janitor. <laughs> it was an executive. So I searched it up, and it was not the CEO of Blizzard. It was the COO of Blizzard. That's now the CEO of Yuga Labs. Okay. The CEO? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure he'll get the right people to make a good game. Of Yuga or of the Ape Dow? Of Yuga. Okay. Yeah, of Yuga. Um, but with someone like that, Chief Operating Officer, they should be able to come up with a pretty good game. I don't got the people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have the leadership, but you need the... You need the people who can make the... You need the devs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just that. I think for the most part, a lot of um, the games are be- the the person who develops the game generally has the main game idea, right? Not always, but for like Diablo. Yeah. So that Dave guy, yeah, Dave Dobrik, and he created multiple like yeah multiple games. He's a legend. Is he? Yeah. yeah I mean, if you make Diablo two, yeah, he, yeah, he made the Diablo series. Yeah. For, if I'm not mistaken, but like yeah, if you make that, you don't have to do anything else ever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still played today. It's like. 20 years he also ago. made Skyrim I think Skyrim okay that's Elder, crazy if you Elder made Skyrim Scrolls. okay I've never played those Elder Scrolls Online yeah 
but they're pretty yeah, popular. Uh, Bethesda, Elder Scrolls Online. So, these video games for Web three for them to come out. I don't know. It it has a juice case. It, it's gonna. I think like gonna ownership happen. of digital assets. Yeah, I think the problem with most crypto games currently are that they're not fun. <laughs> like they're not. They're focused on like the whole earning earning aspect, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and they kind of forget to have fun. Yeah, it's the whole point of the game. Um, but I think that it could totally get incorporated or be done better in the next iteration or in the next cycle where there's. Uh, gonna be better games. There's already some. I know one. Uh, it's a trading card game called Parallel. Uh, that is has a real game that they're like beta testing now. And card games can be pretty popular. Uh, I'm still not sure how they're gonna incorporate the NFTs that they have, but it looks cool. Like the the art and the design all looks really cool. So I don't know if the mechanics are good, but it's currently being tested now. And that one has like decent hype. So trading card games are fun. Um, But at the end of the day, all games end up consuming large amounts of capital. And if it doesn't sell and people aren't playing it, it kind of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got to focus on making a good game Mm -hmm. before they make it all about like earning or incorporating the NFTs. That's the issue. Everyone's focusing on the earning aspect. Sorry, say it again? Like everyone's focused on earning and not making a good game. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, now there's CS:GO, right? Like, and they have skins that you can sell in CS: Fortnite or Fortnite, maybe. Well, yeah. I don't think Fortnite lets you trade them, though. Yeah, but like that's that's a very common idea yeah. in a game, and you can you know trade them, whatever, buy them. That should be the first implementation. So it seems very natural that you would be able to do that and just use NFTs uh, and then trade it wherever. However. Yeah. And actually have ownership versus being inside the game's kind of walled uh, system. Yeah, uh, it's just I don't see the already existing you know, game developers changing that because, like Minecraft Mojang, uh-huh. they did the opposite. They were uh, integrating with the Minecraft Worlds like NFT project, mm-hmm. only to then go back on that and say you know what not yeah more. i think there's also like the gaming community hates nft <laughs> like really? I've, I've noticed that like hardcore gamers or mm-hmm. people they don't like crypto and they don't like nfts uh so there's definitely like not even just that example but i've seen other examples uh where there was like big backlash against integrating anything to do with NFTs. That's a- i think when when discord tried to be more nft focused mm-hmm there was a huge backlash. It's an unexpected, like a gaming unexpected take by the gaming community. Yeah, it's it's honestly a little bit mind blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you would think that they would understand, and that it would make sense to them owning their asset, like because they're mm-hmm. already doing the in-game purchases. So why not take it a little step further? But yeah, maybe it's uh, it's a bit of like reluctance and skepticism um, because tolerance. they see crypto as like a nefarious industry or maybe it's too mm-hmm. scammy or whatever yeah. or like they hate nfts and the art sucks uh in their i mean minds. nfts do so. have a pretty t- tarnished name as it is that's why <laughs> we we we're gonna stop calling them nfts they're non-fungible tokens yeah no more nfts okay you don't like you know, we're saying the acronym just gonna just say the acronym yeah, okay. messed it up <laughs> acronym fucked it up sure no I mean, more acronyms uh, i think there was clearly like too much going on, but I thought it was interesting at least for two things, which mm-hmm. was one was like the fine art aspect. There was an art, a project called Art Blocks that was the first making like uh, runs essentially of NFTs, generative art. Uh, and they were quite beautiful looking, like I would say quality. Um, so I thought those are nice, and those I think will probably, if you were like an investor or like a speculator, those are probably hold up uh, over time, because like serious art collectors and people with money would want to keep those because it's kind of part of this neo art movement that's happened with NFTs and part of art history. So then on top of that, there's also the PFP movement, like profile pictures, 
punks obviously like people love punks and the apes as well like they're they're kind of cemented in art history even if mm-hmm. like you might hate yeah them. absolutely you might hate them you might love them you, the you punks, think they're ugly apes. like whatever for sure it's kind of part of this movement already yeah no it's and not just it's undeniable kind of, so it's i think undeniable. That they're, they're it's gonna, undeniable they're gonna hold up long term mm-hmm. even if you know maybe they won't ever reach the heights that they did mm-hmm. or not anytime soon not bad. But like i think there's there's definitely something there for a serious art collector absolutely yeah crypto is definitely changing the the scene for a lot of different like markets uh economies different sectors of the world and i think it's going to be fun seeing what comes with it in the next few years yeah i i also one one more thing on the pfp thing like people hate the profile pictures and they think it's stupid but i i think it's like a actual instance where we found like product market fit for the nfts because people were so drawn to them like yeah they were speculating on making money but at the same time there was this idea of like joining a online community and a group kind of like a tribe humans are tribal inherently and like now they have that tribe online and they Mm -hmm. can identify with these cute pictures whatever they want uh the speculation and the money making kind of as a part of it but to me that's interesting as well and i don't think that's going to necessarily go away probably won't people like to use a different identity than their real one online or at least or at least like be able to kind of go in and out or or have both right i mean even in person you yeah you dress a certain way when you're different settings and you try to Mm -hmm. try to fit in either way yeah so i think there's there's something to it um to me that's pretty interesting i like the the pfp movement even though it's like way oversaturated now and and frankly kind of stupid in some ways but there's some ugly ones uh yeah there's some it's <laughs> like ones. some really hideous ones but yeah I, I always liked it like i i have a pfp now like i have a million of them but nice, yeah collect you know I still, I still rock it yeah some ugly ones yeah i got some ugly ones nice. right, cool. right now the one i rock is uh it's a sub duck which is like an early like 2021 project that did pretty well now it's like zero that's okay but i i like i like my sub deck it's it's just still market for it me. just looks cool he's got mm-hmm. a, a t-shirt that has an eth logo on it mm-hmm. just like i kind of identify with him so just keep it keep for on. sure yeah. uh you i'm gonna add one more thing though because you reminded me of something that i read uh not too long ago <clears throat> i just searched it up to see which uh erc it is but there's a new token standard that allows uh, PFPs or non-fungible tokens, uh, specifically non-fungible tokens, to have their own smart contract wallet. So okay. non-fungible tokens have the ability to own their own digital assets. Okay. So so it's like a like a smart wallet almost. So like take it away from the NFT part, but it's mm-hmm. just like it's a smart contract that acts as your wallet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah, so those exist already for like there's some projects out there. I think Instadap is one where I can create like a smart account, mm-hmm. and it's a smart contract, but it's my wallet as well. Yeah, it's this is the first time I hear about something like that, so it was like interesting. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen the yeah. NFT. Thing. So uh, I searched it up, uh, and the article that came up was for Blockworks.co ERC six fifty sixty five fifty one turns any NFT. Any, any non-fungible token into a Web3 wallet. Okay. So I'm sure like some of the use cases would be like bundling assets, mm-hmm. like non-fungible tokens for uh, deeds to, to property, like an apartment complex. Yeah. Each individual, like the whole building would fall under one smart contract and then each individual unit will be its okay. own wallet address or its own asset in that, I don't know, just- interesting. Speculate. What's it called? Uh, 6551. Okay. ERC 6551. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard of that. This uh, article came out May 25th, 2023. Okay. So kind of new. Fairly yeah. new. Fairly new. Yes. So crypto's not dead yet, you would say? No. Oh, it's dead right now. Oh, it's, it's dead, dead right now. now. Crypto's <laughs> dead right now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come Clip back. Clip it. Like... Crypto's dead right now, boys. <laughs> came from Diego. But like, it's, it's going to come back. It's going right. to come back. There'll be another cycle. I found the title of the episode. <laughs> crypto's dead. Crypto's dead. Crypto's yeah. dead. 
but it, it'll definitely come back. Like, there's, I'm not worried about that. Uh, it's funny because uh, we had an episode named uh, "Crypto's Not Leaving." We did not have an episode named that. Yeah, I mean, at least now, like, what's happening now is like, clip. all the all the oh, tourists true. and like the people that don't know anything like, are gone. They're gone. Well, they lost their. Like, they lost everything. It. They're like all kind the, of wiped out. Or that's whatever. a good good term for them. Crypto tur- the tourists. Tourists. Yeah. Tourists. Yeah. They're they're kind of they've they've left. They're focusing on the new shiny object AI, AI. or whatever. There's like ten people left on crypto Twitter, kind of just all arguing with each other. So um, each one for a different uh, <laughs> different currency. They're all like, hey, this one. Yeah, it's 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 looking grim. But that's that's happened already. In any winter. multiple times. Yeah. This is only my, I guess, second bear market. So my first. But I remember market. the first one was pretty bad. First and a half. Okay. I got in in the halfway through the last bear. Market. Oh, okay, nice. Now I got in like right when the bull. So we got to buy is what I'm hearing. You got to buy in this bear market. Uh, I'm not telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it's not financial advice, Diego. That's all you got to do here. Yeah. No. The we buy the dip. I would say don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job. Yeah, definitely got to get that. Unless out. you get fired, um, then unless you get fired, but that's um, not quitting. Could happen, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like it. Things aren't looking great. Sentiment's bad. Could get worse. I'm, I'm, I'm already. I've made my peace, so like I don't need to. So the question is, do you think it'll get worse before it gets better? I think it's gonna. There's gonna be like a final flush. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, everyone has to feel pain. Everyone um, has to feel pain? There's not enough pain being yeah. felt yet? There's not enough. Pain. Okay. You Interesting. Okay. You'll, you'll know when the pain. Interesting. It's like in March 2020 happened. Like, that was pain. Like, the entire market almost collapsed. Like, the crypto market was it was over. Uh, that was true pain. So, I, I feel like we have another final flush. Maybe not to that degree. March 2020, you said? Yeah, like COVID. Mm. So like when COVID happened, mm-hmm. everything was dumping. yeah. But like that was every crypto. Economy. Like Bitcoin almost went to zero, and like they turned off the exchange and then didn't go zero. <laughs> so like, all right. So one more flush, and then crypto comes back alive. Yeah, Fair that's enough. how I see it. Like I that could be like six months, seven months. Yeah. Do you think it's uh, waiting on the Bitcoin happening? Uh, I mean, that's part of it. It's like I guess a historically, major, like, yeah, major factor to um, it. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a Bitcoin guy, even though it's not as useful. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> this is, we had this conversation yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I will forgive it to you. But yeah, you, you still you still want your Bitcoin. Definitely holds value. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Supposedly but, uh, depends how you measure your wealth, right? Right. That's one way. You measure in Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll wrap it up then. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Diego, oh. it's been a pleasure. Like always, Thank nice you seeing guys. you. It's been great. It's been another fun episode. Anything to plug? Um, not really. I, I used to have things to plug. Uh, not now. Um, you want to plug? You want to plug yourself or not even? Plug myself. I guess you could find me on Twitter uh, at twitter.com slash bitpock. So it's like B I T P A Q. Uh, you'll see my sub duck there. It will be down below for sure. The link will be in the description for sure. Well, it's cool. been a pleasure. You want to plug any pre- previous project? No, no, no he doesn't. God <laughs> dang it. That's this it. guy. Like, listen, fights listen. out here. <laughs> I'm sorry, Diego. Now we got to deal with this guy. Thank you for fighting. It's been a fun here. episode. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Thanks, guys. Uh, see well, you next time. Next. Well, whenever this comes out. Yeah. Next time at your favorite crypto podcast. You got nervous again? How did you get nervous just now? <laughs> it's the outro, man. It's the Yo. outro. He's got to look at the camera. So. I, yeah, it's just, look at, I, I'm looking at myself. It's very... Yo. It's been another week of Sometimes Crypto, your, your favorite, favorite crypto, crypto podcast. podcast. The Unscripted Crypto Podcast. Thank you.